It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And now we're also on Apple Podcasts, and you can hear that at Apple Podcasts after the show. So that's when it goes to podcasts. You can also hear that, the podcast on drmaricarpell.com and on blogtalkradio.com. And today is Sunday, February the 9th, 2020, and it's the night of Oscars. So looking forward to watching that. And before that starts, we are going to have a great show right here. And we're back live in Austin, Texas, and Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment producer of this program is here with us to make the show run smoothly and we have a great show in store for you now the original um, scheduled guest that you might have read about or heard me talk about last week Laura Regan had to reschedule so she will be on in the future on a future program so stay tuned for that to talk about grandparents raising grandchildren and I'm looking forward to that but first this evening we will have um, right after the break we'll be joined right here from right here in Austin by our friend and friend of the show once again Lauren Parent co-founder of Well Beyond Care and this time, Lauren will discuss the issue of home care versus home health and all of the issues involved with having one versus the other or both at the same time. And later in the program, we'll be joined again by another friend of the show, the great saxophonist Paula Atherton, and she'll be joining us to talk about her latest releases, and we'll play some of those for you right here right on this program. And along the way, I'll discuss some more tips for living a passionate life, especially if you feel like you're going off track. That's been my focus recently is getting being able to start the year off, getting back on track um, and building up some tools to take with you along the journey for the rest of this year and beyond. So this time I'm going to focus on taming our own inner troll, as I like to call it. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guest, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guest. And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmaracartel.com. And you can hear this evening's program Again, by going to my website, and the link to the podcast will be posted later tonight along with um, 
all of the website links that my guests talk about. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And um, the information, um, that will be five minutes after the program. And you can also hear it on Apple Podcast. And I'm going to post that on my website. And you can also... Um, It'll also be, you can also see it on my website link for this show right now. I've posted a link to the podcast, even though they're not ready yet. Um, and you can also follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, for all of the upcoming information, all of the upcoming events and shows and everything else that you want to know about, about Dr. Mara Carpell and Your Golden Years. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist uh, practicing here in Austin, Texas, and I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers. And for the past few years, I've been evaluating veterans for PTSD and other um, service-connected mental health conditions. And if you want to contact me, if you have information that you want me to know about, um, you can send me an email to drmara at drmaracarpel.com, or you can go through my website, drmaracarpel.com, and just click on Contact. And this show is produced by Accomplice Entertainment Postal Productions and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or, your, or invite them to your next big event or a family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to play a few commercials of our sponsors, but don't go anywhere. It's going to be very brief. And when we come back, we will be joined right here uh, on the phone with Lauren Tarrant, who is the co-founder of Well Beyond Care, to talk about home care versus home health and all of the related issues um, involved with those two different services. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors.
Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Brothers of the sun, to children of the moon at night, one sees the stars, one hears Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone once again from right here in Austin, Texas, Lauren Tarrant, who is the co-founder of Well Beyond Care. Welcome back, Lauren. Thank you. Hello. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'm so glad to have you back. It is my pleasure. So just a reminder, there's a slight delay when we speak like this. And um, for those listeners who maybe have not heard you on this program before, can you give us just a little bit about your background? Yes, thank you. Um, Well, again, I'm Lauren Tarrant, and I have been a nurse for 40 years. And I started out as an LVN and went back to school to get my RN. And I have been um, working to put together uh, Well Beyond Care to make sure that seniors get care once they're at home and they no longer have home health. And it's just something that when working as a home health hospice nurse, I heard all the time that, well, what happens when home health leaves then what happens you know the families can't stay on home health forever what do they do so i hope to be able to tell you what the difference is tonight and tell you a little bit about it because i think people don't understand that and home health they're they're two different programs so that's Mm -hmm. my background i've done it for a long time and i just want to make sure everybody understands the difference so thank you yeah so you know why don't we jump into that what is home health care versus home care. 
So home health care, um, it represents a wide range of disciplines or um, home health care is something that the doctor would order on a part-time basis for a treatment or an illness that is covered by an insurance, most likely Medicare, Medicaid, uh, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and it's only part-time or they say part-time or intermittent. And there are a couple ways that you can get someone to come to your house that home health would cover. And that would be that your insurance would pay for it if there's a skilled need, like something like wound care or an IV or tracheostomy care, ostomy care teaching. Um, so there has to be a skilled need. And then another thing that has to happen, there has to have a doc there, there has to be a doctor's order. And the other thing is that a family, a patient that gets home care has to be homebound or experience some sort of functional um, deficit or some sort of issue that makes it hard for them to leave the home. And when I say a functional deficit, not just that they can't walk or they can't get up, but it also could be a mental health issue that leaves them at home and they're not able to get out of the home. And that way, home health can come to them and that's like a, a speech therapist or a physical therapist or a nurse or even a caregiver um, could be, you know, it's something where the, it's, it's reimbursed by your insurance or the federal government, and that's Medicaid or one of those programs. And they're highly regulated, which they should be. Home mm -hmm. care is different. Home care is a private duty company or a community company that will support someone who's aging in their home so that they don't have to go to a nursing home. Or we talk a lot about um, the beauty of home care is that a caregiver comes to someone's home and then the family doesn't have to um, move in with them or the, the senior or someone who needs home care doesn't have to move in with the family. The family can still go to work. The family can live their life. And the supervision is something that we take very seriously. So there's a big mm -hmm. difference. One is skilled and that's home health that I said was highly regulated and that's a PT, a physical therapist, sorry, or occupational therapist, um, speech therapist, but home care is unskilled um, to a point. Now, there's something, we'll get into this after a little bit. I hope we have time. I do want to talk a little bit about how in home care you can have, there are times when you can have skilled care in the home. But I don't want, mm -hmm. you know, I, I hope I answered that question. Did I answer that? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, So home care would be more like, helping the person to get dressed or um, cook their meals or, or um, you know, take a bath, that sort of thing, right? That's, or even just right. companionship. That's right. And, right. We, it, and it could be companionship. 
it could be, and when I say about being, it could be a little bit more skilled, it could be changing a colostomy or it could mm-hmm. be uh, simple wound care. So, and that's something where we work in tandem with physicians and home health agencies to make sure that a home care aide, a home caregiver knows what to do. Just like with a family member, when a family member is trying to help someone stay at home with their bathing or uh, simple wound care, the rehab companies or physicians or home health agencies, they do the training. Mm-hmm. So we just want to make sure that everyone knows what they're doing at home. There is a difference, and um, we work in tandem with home care with home health agencies. So it kind of sounds like a home, home, not not home health, but home care. Would they would be doing things that maybe a family member? Could be trained to do, but since family members have you know other things that they need to do, it would be someone that they hire, but not like That's someone right. who needs like a special license in in some sort of healthcare skill. That's right. That is that is exactly right, and. Mm-hmm. I might say that's just something that um, I think as time, you know, as as we experience the growth of seniors, which is exploding, mm-hmm. um, it, it, you know, they hospitals now don't keep people there very long anymore, and families get really uptight and afraid that who's going to take care of their parents or loved ones. And that's something where with our company, Well Beyond Care, and I'll tell you more about that, but with Well Beyond Care, um, we are not, we're an alternative to private duty agencies. So what we do is we make sure that family members are involved to a point they know what's going on and that their healthcare team knows that because the family lives maybe hundreds or thousands of miles away, um, that if the family member hires a caregiver privately, that the physician or rehab team or home health agency can teach the caregiver that they privately pay versus um, a private duty agency they can, they're limited. And so I'm saying that there are people that used to have home health and get um, a visit maybe a couple times a day to test blood sugar or to give insulin or for care or suctioning or those types of things where a family member now is expected to learn how to do that, but Mm. family members can't always do that because they might be sheepish, they may be working, they may live Mm -hmm. far away. So that's why I'm excited to tell you more about Well Beyond Care because we that's what we do is make sure to coordinate that, communicate that, and put families at ease 
because they live far away. And it's, I, I experience it all the time that family members, they feel so guilty because they can't do it themselves. And there's no reason for that. They have their life and they have responsibilities and they may live far away. And it's something that we can, we can do. We teach them how to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. So, um, are there times where someone might have home care and they need to transition to home health care? Yes. So say that someone has home care. I'm going to give you an example. That Say that someone has home care and they came out of the hospital, they were in rehab, they are learning how to um, um, walk better, you know, they're getting stronger, and maybe they have some sort of um, dressing, simple dressing change, or it happens all the time with a tracheostomy or a colostomy or a catheter. And what happens is home health goes to the patient's home and assesses and takes care of that patient. But the goal in home care is to make the family or the caregivers independent. So they teach And that's the transitioning. So on the one hand, a home care agency or rehab facility or physician can teach a family member, can transition and and, and let the caregiver take over for a family member who's unable to or to help a family member. But there's also um, a allowance from Medicare, which is a lot of people still have Medicare, that allows for, it's called management and evaluation of a care plan. And what that is, is that home care still comes in about once a month to make sure that everything's okay. That it might you be mean that they health. have- a, You mean home health care. I'm sorry, home health care makes sure that they stay in just to make sure everything's okay. And it might be that there's multiple caregivers or it might be that someone has multiple issues that put them at risk for rehospitalizations or falls or something like that. So one of the things that we're so excited about and careful with at Well Beyond Care is that we want to make sure that we work with the healthcare teams to make sure that that transition is smooth or if it's very complicated, to make sure that home care knows that they can stay in with our support. They know it, but they don't know that we can uh, communicate back and forth. So if I might mention, Mara, about our notification system. Absolutely. um, What is that? Well, we put together a system where um, a caregiver, if a family says, yes, I want my doctor to know what's going on, I live so far away or I'm busy, but the doctor always wants to know if my mom's blood pressure goes too high or blood sugar goes too low or that my mom is falling or um, she went back into the hospital or a wound has opened up again or just doesn't look right. And so if a family is on our site, and it's wellbeyondcare.com, if they're on the site getting a caregiver and they ask their doctor if they want to be notified 
and the doctor says, oh, yes, I do, then the family member fills out about, oh, four or five questions, and every time the caregiver goes in for a visit, she can see that that notification system can be activated by pressing on a, she just um, presses on that link, and that will send a message to the doctor and to the entire family that's involved in the care um, so that one person, the caregiver just notifies the healthcare team, the family knows, the healthcare team knows to talk with the family, and the caregiver goes on with her business. So, and mm-hmm. when I say the whole family, I think it's important. You know, uh, what we try to do is make sure that someone has care and that we know what's going on, that somebody knows what's going on with the family member. So we have a care circle, and the care circle um, for our company is that um, a family member that signs up their parent or their, you know, loved one to get care, they can also include all of their other siblings or, you know, family members so that everyone knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's how we think, we figure that if you communicate early, then we can keep people safer in the home and have less hospital emergencies or, you know, ER visits or doctor's visits if we catch something early. So that's important Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we want people to stay at home, and oftentimes home health is already, they may have transitioned and they're gone. And this way the caregiver already knows, I know what to do if someone is falling or I know exactly what to do, and I want to make sure somebody knows quickly before anyone gets in trouble. Right. Before, uh, you know, I've seen that with my own mom, right? If if something is a little unusual, um, notifying everybody and notifying the doctor can really prevent it from becoming an emergency <laughs> where she ends up in the ER, which is yes. no fun. Yes. Yeah, and that might just be a simple, you know, you don't even think about this. I I think families don't even realize this, but, you know, uh, someone cuts their toenails and they're a diabetic, and that can go out of control so fast. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, you know, people that I deal with, and I've been a nurse forever, and what happens is a family member is distracted and they're far away, And they don't realize, you know, that something has gone on because they have a caregiver that they think is taking care of everything. So Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that they know right off the bat, you know, we pay attention to this. And if there is a physician or healthcare team member that needs to know when things get out of line, let's do that quickly. And, you know, um, wounds can get out of control very quickly. And, um, mm-hmm. oftentimes a urinary tract infection, you know, I'm going to just throw this in real quick because it's one of my pet peeves sure. is that people don't notice that I hear all the time, oh, my mother had dementia really quickly. She just became uh, confused and had dementia and that was mm-hmm. it. People don't get dementia immediately 
And a caregiver will notice a change in personality quickly, and that may be a urinary tract infection. And the faster that you get help with that, the you know the the sooner um, and the the impact of care is just so um, much less and quicker. It's important. Sure, sure. Yeah, I've seen that when I've gone into nursing homes where you know people, the I guess the staff just didn't notice, and I would I was a psychologist, and I would you know have to look at that, look at their mental status, and. Say, you know, something really changed drastically here. This person either had a stroke or they have a urinary tract infection. And I would be the one. (laughs) And I would be the one to alert them so that they would immediately Uh send this, send the person to the the hospital to have an MRI to see if it was a stroke and to have a, you know, just a urine test. Yep. That is true. And it could be, and it has turned out very often to be just like you said, a urinary tract infection, which can be really, as you know, can be really dangerous if you let it go. That's right. That is right. And, you know, I, I, I take it so seriously um, because as, as my experience with home health, I've managed a lot of home care um, companies, and what would happen is my staff would yell at me. They'd be so upset because we would have to discharge patients because Medicare would no longer cover the bill. And Mm -hmm. they would, and families couldn't afford, you know, it's private duty agencies can be very expensive. And so they would be very upset and say, you know, how are we going to prevent this? How are we going to keep an eye on a family member so that they don't have to go back in the hospital and start all over again? Somebody needs to know what's going on, and it has to be affordable. And I think that's kind of the beginning of Well Beyond Care is that it's an alternative to private duty agencies. Um, private duty agencies are never going to go away, and they're certainly needed but they're expensive and oftentimes the caregivers um they're not getting paid a lot of money even though you're paying a lot of money to an agency that caregiver is not getting paid a lot of money and the Mm -hmm. caregivers might live far and have a broken down car or maybe a, a, a bad attitude because they're not getting paid or because they're overly stressed or because They've walked into another home and they don't know what to do. And it's frustrating to them. And so that's the alternative that we've put together is with Well Beyond Care is that we want to make sure that a caregiver is matched to the whatever the caregiver wants to do. Um, that is a match to someone who's looking for care. Let me say that the other way. When someone is looking for care, they tell us what they need, what they want to pay, because they determine the cost, what they need, what they want to pay, what the hours are, what um, what language or culture. And when we when we start recruiting for a caregiver, that caregiver is able to say, "This is what I want to make, and this is where I live, and this is what I'm comfortable with, and this is." If I'm licensed or certified and this is the language that I speak, 
And so the family gets to choose as well. The caregiver feels like they have a choice. They're making the money goes to the caregiver, not an agency. And now they're happy. And these are loving caregivers that want to do the right thing. And they want they caregivers are respected and needed, and they do a lot of the dirty work. And mm-hmm. that's what we want to make sure that they get paid and the money isn't going, you know, to an agency to pay for, you know, whatever it is, electricity, deaths, regulatory um, um, organizations, whatever that is, we want to make sure that this is a caregiver that the family is comfortable with, can take care of, whether it's to be a companion or give a bath, or maybe um, perform lymphedema daily dressing changes, or insulin um, insulin administration a couple times a day, uh, test the blood sugar. There are so many things that we can teach that a home care agency or doctor can teach a caregiver to do, and then with our notification system. And with the family being involved, you know, I, I feel like that is an option that is, is new and progressive and so needed as care, as home care and medic, you know, medicine becomes very expensive. We want to mm-hmm. avoid that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, and it sounds like that the, it's really a safety issue. Uh, you know, you're really providing safe care. Prevention is really important. Preventing something from progressing um, to a much worse situation, right? You know, by dealing with it right away. That's right. And one of the things, it's funny because I I talk with people all the time and, and they say to me, um, well, this is, you have the laziest company I've ever heard of. You don't even interview these people and you don't even, you know, you don't check their references or background checks. And what we say is, no, you do. We teach you how we cut the, we, we'd love to save 10 to $30,000 a year from, uh, you know, as a, a private duty agency. And we teach you how to do it. And we walk with you forever. Everyone that has a caregiver also has an experienced home health or hospice registered nurse. And we're used to working with um, PTs or OTs or caregivers, families. And, um, and it's nice to have a nurse there. We'd rather that you ask the nurse for help than a neighbor, you know, for advice than a neighbor. Um, uh-huh. You know, and that we joke about that, but it's true. And all of the all of the families, they know that there's a nurse that wants to help them, whether it's tech issues, communication issues, what do I pay a caregiver? Um, but we are registered nurses that have a lot of experience, and we want you to use us to make sure that Somebody knows what's going on with the family. And if you need a caregiver, it's because they're sick or have um, a disability or a functional issue. So those are the people that need somebody to fight for them, you know, to kind of be watching out for them as well. Caregivers sometimes need somebody to talk to, too, to find out 
Am I supposed to do this? And when our caregivers call, the nurses will say, no, I'm going to get the home health agency back in touch or let me Mm -hmm. talk with the family or get the doctors back because caregivers need support too. And when you have a, you know, when you have Craigslist because you're trying to save money, who does, who does payroll? Who is the right. one who says, no, we're not going to do a catheter? Who, does, who is the one who says, you know, they keep falling, but so what? No, we're trying to keep people safe in the home. So right. that's how we're different as well, saving money, but also connecting for safety, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, you know, I, you talked about how um, – Home health is paid for by insurance or Medicare uh, or Medicaid. Um, if somebody has long-term care insurance, does it cover some of what you provide, what Well Beyond Care provides? Absolutely. And absolutely. And it's, I'm glad that you said that because it's frustrating to me when I talk with families that have paid for years and years and years, paid on a policy but, but when they need a caregiver, they don't know how to get reimbursed, and they don't know that they can use it. And we do all of the paperwork. We do um, all of the invoicing, and we put, it, we put it together so that when a family has, private, or has long-term care insurance, we talk with them about it. We make sure that they understand that if they have $100 a day, you know, how we can do it more effectively or efficiently than a private duty agency because the costs are so much lower. But we Mm -hmm. also make sure to get all the signatures and paperwork together so that at the end of the week um, for payroll, and we do payroll direct deposit every week, um, if they have long-term care insurance, it has, um, it's just part, of, they fill out a, a little questionnaire, and at the end of the week, that invoice is signed by the caregiver, electronically signed, and by the nurse, and it says the rate and the hours and the tasks and everything they need to have to get reimbursed mm. from their care. And it's frustrating to me when I talk with seniors that, they may be have a benefit of honestly up to six thousand a month, but they're not billing it because they don't know how to accomplish that. And that's one of the things that automatically that we do automatically. It's just part of our system. If you have yeah, long term sign up for it. Yeah, I've yeah. I've walked into homes before and I it's I I've been shocked that people are willing to pay, you know, three hundred, six hundred dollars a month and then not use it. And then the other thing is we always look for um, plans that are affordable. And there are some plans. Maybe one time we can talk about the Kemper plan. You know, that's one Uh where you can get it later in life, even if you have a lot of disabilities. And it's so cheap. And that will only pay for um, a caregiver, PT, OT, ST, or nurse, or a caregiver in the home or at daycare. So you can get it later in life. It's much more affordable, and it's an option. So 
you know, that's one of the things we want to do is make sure that everyone knows about um, ways to to stretch your dollar. It might be mm-hmm. long-term care insurance that's affordable. It may be veterans aid and attendant benefits. You know veterans, Mara, people don't right. know that there's a program that may reimburse for up to $1,100 per person requiring care in the home. So that's one of the mm-hmm. things our nurses do too. We want to make sure to stretch that dollar because people are living longer. Right. Right. The yeah. money doesn't last forever. <laughs> so that's right. If, if, if listeners are interested in finding about, out about your wonderful company, Well Beyond Care, which is national, um, how can they do that? How can they find out more? Well, go to wellbeyondcare.com, and it'll say that I need care, and we get you started there, and you set up a password and a login, and as soon as you do that, we're notified, and then we reach out to you if you don't reach out to us, and we want to communicate and let you know, hey, we're nurses, what do you need, let's make sure that you understand how to use the system. And let's get you going. Mm-hmm. And they can always call anytime. Um, and uh, um, I guess I would start out with wellbeyondcare.com. Look at the landing page. Look all around it. You can read about us, see videos. And I hope to help. I, I hope to help. You know the listeners and their families, even from a distance. And yes, we are um, nationwide, and we have over 16,000 caregivers, but as soon as somebody fills out a profile, we recruit for that person. We start again to make sure that those needs, that we're recruiting specifically for those needs. So well beyond come, place to start. Yes, and and as usual, I will post that on my website um, post about this show so people can just go there and click on it. If they didn't wonder if they weren't prepared with their pen and paper. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the program and for doing what you do, because this is really, I think it's really needed. As you said, it's such an, uh, we're having an explosion of, of uh, pe- aging people. It's just really, you know, a huge part of our population and we need all of these, resources that are affordable and that provide such good care. So thank you so much. And, and yes, I'd love to have you back on the program again. We can talk about those, um, the other types of long-term care that would cover this, even for people who maybe didn't think about it when they were younger. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Exactly. Well, I, I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. We really want to get the word out because um, it's so um, it's so hurtful to see families go without care, and sometimes they can't afford private duty, so they go to Craigslist or they go somewhere, and no one's paying attention. And we don't want anybody to get hurt. We just want to make yeah. sure that you know people are safe. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, you have a very good night. And thank um, you to all as well. Hope- thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. Good night. All right. We're 
We're going to take a brief break. We have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, we are back. And if you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaricarpel.com. And now before I go on to talk a little, a little bit um, more about living the passionate life and getting back on track or staying on track, Um, along this journey, Um, I just want to fill you in on some news. And if you haven't been listening recently, then you might have missed some of this. Um, We are now on Apple Podcasts, and that just started last week. Um, But you can hear all of the shows that we have done on blogtalkradio.com since 2014 um, right through any Apple device on Apple Podcasts. So it will still be available. It's still available on blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. And it's still available on my website, drmaricarpel.com. But some people prefer to listen through their Apple device. Um, Some people have that hooked up to their car radio um, through Bluetooth or they just like walking around with their iPhone and listen. There's an app I know on Apple phones. And so now you can do that with every one of our shows going all the way back to 2014 and it will now be for every show going forward. So last week's show I noticed popped up onto the Apple podcast um, link for my shows. Um, later that night or else it, it pops up in the, the following morning. So this show from today will be on Apple either later tonight or tomorrow morning and then forever after. So um, that's really exciting. And to get to my um, podcast, I have the link on my website, drmaricartel.com, and it's it's attached to this show. Um, it has the general link and then I will be um, posting the specific link to this show when that is available. Um, And I believe that it's now possible to just put in search words to find the show. But the safest way for now is to just go to my website later and you can get that link and you can subscribe. And if you subscribe, then it'll just appear on your device every week. Um, The other news is that I published two blogs last week. I was very busy. (laughs) So the two blogs are both on Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global. They're also in savannahspirit.com. And they are on my website, drmaricarpel.com. And one blog was specifically about the barefoot doctor who recently passed, and he wrote the forward for my book and was on this show. So I wrote some, you know, wrote a tribute 
um, to him and some of the things that I learned from reading his books and from the things that he has said on this show and things that he's written in my book. And the other blog was um, about one of the topics that I've been discussing here on the show, and that is um, getting back on track when we feel like we have burnt out. So I wrote about my own story of feeling that I was burning out um, and how I started to get myself back on track so that I can follow my dreams and I'm not feeling burnt out. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that and discuss more about how to get on track in a little while. The other news is I, I sent out a newsletter last week, and you can see my newsletter if you go to my Facebook page. If you're not on my mailing list, go to Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, and just scroll down a little bit, and you'll see my newsletter from last week that has all kinds of links and things you can watch, things you can read, a little extra writing that you can only see on my newsletter. And if you're interested in, in getting that sort of newsletter, which goes out now about once a month, then um, just go to my website. And if if you don't get the little pop-up page, then go to free gifts and sign up for one of the free gifts, either a free chapter of my book or a meditation and you'll automatically start receiving my newsletter. And if you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. There's a little link at the bottom. Um, you can keep the gift and unsubscribe if you like. Um, and, okay, what else? YouTube. I have posted a couple of the shows on YouTube. You know, we have the visual ones up on YouTube where we've interviewed um, guests in the studio, but I have uploaded a couple of the audio um, shows onto YouTube. So I'm going to be doing that occasionally, um, posting the audio onto YouTube to see if people are actually, you know, if they like that venue. If you like to listen through YouTube, then I'll do more of it. I'm just kind of testing it out. So if you like that, go to my YouTube channel. Um, you can just um, go to YouTube and put my name in and it'll pop up. And the other big news is that we are going to be in South by Southwest. Um, Art, who's the producer of this show, of, of Accomplice Entertainment, has two nights of Accomplice Entertainment Presents during South by Southwest Music Festival on Friday, March 20th and Saturday, March 21st. And we will be located at um, the backstage, which is behind El Mercado Mexican Restaurant on South First Street. And I will be doing my show, this show, on the stage, live in front of an audience, um, on Friday, March 20th at 6 p.m. And we're and the audience will be part of this video that we're that we're shooting for it. So we're doing it like a talk show with the video that will be presented um, who knows where. <laughs> and so if you're interested in being part of the studio audience and receiving a free book, because we will have a 100 free, we'll have 100 books, uh, my books, 
um, that I will be giving away to the first 100 people that show up or the first 100 couples that show up. And um, if you're interested, then you would need to show be there by 5.30 p.m. So it's Friday, March 20th at 5.30 p.m. at the backstage at El Mercado. And I would try to get there earlier if you can just because um, – you probably won't arrive the time that you assume that you'll arrive because during South by Southwest, the traffic is pretty crazy here. So start out early and as if you're trying to get there earlier so that you could get there at 530. <laughs> All right. So that's that. And we'll have more news about that. Oh, yeah, that's a Joe Schaefer who has been on this program before, who is the co-founder of um, Austin Kung Fu and Tai Chi, and he is an expert in um, neurophysiology as well as an expert in a, a type of meditation called open focus. He will be my guest on that program, as well as Tomas Ramirez, the Jasmanian Devil. And also on Saturday night, Art will be performing his show to start off the night. And for both both evenings, we will have several musical guests going until about 1230 in the morning, um, well-known guests. So all of that information will be on my website, and it will also be posted in Chronicles starting next week. So you can find out the, line, the lineup by going there and going to my website um, starting next week. All right. So I want to talk a little bit before the great jazz saxophonist Paula Atherton joins us. And, um, you know, I've been talking about um, staying on track through the bumpy, rough terrain of life um, as we go along this journey of trying to live a passionate life. Life doesn't stop, doesn't get out of our way because we've decided to live a passionate, joyful life. The the All of the events and the difficulties of life will continue. And so we need to have the tools to get through those or get back up when they knock us off track. And, um, you know, last week I and the week before, I spoke about how the year started out, for me, kind of bumpy. And I was feeling like I had no energy and I wasn't enjoying the things that I normally enjoy. And I was really exhausted and emotionally, physically drained. And a friend of mine said to me, you know, you sound like some of the caregivers that you speak to. And I realized that I was reaching the same sort of the level of burnout that I see caregivers very often uh, reach. And I realized that was because I wasn't taking care of myself. And that's the issue that happens with caregivers, right? You try to put everybody ahead of you and you forget to take care of yourself. So there were a lot of things going on. I was, you know, helping my mom who's in New York and I was working a lot, helping other people and people would call me and ask for help. And I was, you know, wanting to be there for them. And I was forgetting about all of the self-care, um, the bricks that are, that as I call them in the foundation. And, um, 
you know, and that can even happen from following our dream that sometimes we're, we're doing so much and we feel like we're, we want to get all these things done. We're excited about it, but we forget to take time out. Even from doing something that we love, we need to take a break because um, we can burn out. We need to give our brain a chance to refresh and renew so that we can continue to feel um, creative and have new ideas, and we need to be able to rest. So I was doing the right things in terms of eating right. I was still exercising. I was still getting enough sleep, but I wasn't taking breaks. Um, I was working a lot, and I wasn't I would, if I sat down to do paperwork, I would try to get it all done in one sitting. So I was so sometimes that was several hours and I wasn't getting up and taking a break from it. I just wanted to get it, I just wanted to get it done. But um, the cost of that is really high. And then the other thing is that, and I talked about this last time and I wrote about it, that I needed to set limits. Because, you know, the phone rings while you're in the middle of focusing your attention and all of a sudden now you answer the phone and your attention's taken away. And that adds another level of stress because now you're trying to get yourself back to what was I thinking before the phone rang. Um, and, you know, now, now I have less time to get this work done in or whatever it is that I'm doing, even if it's what I'm, you know, if I'm doing writing something, a blog, that now I, now all of my time has been taken away. So setting limits with other people is really important. Sometimes saying no, no, I can't do that. No, I can't join you for this. Sometimes it's even, no, I can't help you with that because I'm not free this weekend. And I have an appointment with myself. I said I was going to write this or I was going to go get a massage or I was going to exercise. I was going to take a break and go for a walk or get out in nature. That we need to schedule our ourselves into our schedule and sometimes we have to say no to other people or let them know, hey, I can talk to you right now, but I only have a few minutes. All right. So that's one part of taking care of ourselves. So then I was thinking about, you know, I've, I'm doing that and that's, go, that's going well. I'm feeling like I have more energy and more time and I'm, I'm much nicer to people when they ask for my help because I I feel like I've given myself a break so now I'm I'm more available when I do have time. Um, but what else gets in the way? Well I talked about the rabbit holes of going down that rabbit hole of negative thinking and going down the rabbit hole of getting pulled in by other people who want to argue or debate with you. And that's kind of hard sometimes, right, in this this age of social media where everybody's constantly bombarding you with their opinion and they want your opinion or they disagree with you. So limiting ourselves um, with social media is really, really important. And that can be kind of challenging. But, but as I wrote in my blog, we're going to slip sometimes on all, on all of these things that we say that we're going to do but if we berate ourselves about slipping then we just make it worse 
So we we need to recognize that we're going to slip. The quicker we catch ourselves and get ourselves back to sticking to what we said we were going to do, the the quicker it will become a habit where now we're always doing what we say we're going to do. And, you know, we're also the quicker we catch ourselves, the less time we get distracted. Um, But that brings me to the next part of it, the berating ourselves part. And that's what I want to talk about, that we are so good at berating ourselves. We're so good at um, critiquing ourselves to the point where we are really nastier at times to ourselves than we than anybody else could possibly be to us. That we are we are really good at being mean. And when we're mean to ourselves, that's really a huge um obstacle in following our dreams. It causes us to lose our energy, it causes us to lose our um enthusiasm. Um and the a, a really big part of that is that we're very critical and in terms of how good we think we are at doing the things that we're doing. That we we criticize ourselves, we don't think we're good enough and we say things to ourselves like what's the point? Um nobody's really interested anyway, why am I doing this? And um those are the biggest sabotaging behaviors that we can do to ourselves. You know, um, writers always often talk about writer's block. Well, what causes writer's block? What causes writer's block is that self-sabotage and the need to be perfect. If our words don't come out perfectly the first time, then we just tear everything up and we give up. And Perfection is really our biggest enemy because we're not going to be perfect. And and the truth is, with all of the things that we love to do, um, there are skills that you learn over time. So you may not be as good right now as you will be in a year from now if you can continue if you continue doing it. You build up more skills as you do the thing that you love to do. But if you expect yourself to be perfect straight out of the gate, then you're going to you're going to hit a wall because you're going to realize that you're not perfect, you're far from perfect, and you're going to give up because you expect perfection. So learning to ease off a little bit and realize that we're not perfect and it's okay um, is a very big part of being able to stay on track and being able to continue feeling passionate and joyful and motivated and enthusiastic because, um, you know, I know I'm not perfect. And when I sit down to write, if I'm expecting that the first thing I write is sounds like uh, Shakespeare, <laughs> then I'm going to give up pretty fast. Um, most of the things that I that I write 
take multiple edits before I ever get to the point where I feel like they're good enough for other people to read. But that's okay because I know that that's going to be the case and I don't even I don't even think about it anymore. I've gotten into the habit of just writing and enjoying the process of getting the writing done, getting getting my, what I'm thinking and feeling out on paper. Um, and then I can go back and look at it and say, okay, how can I make this better? And sometimes it means taking out full sentences or paragraphs that I'm not going to use, but that's okay. That's all part of the process. So we need to really be easier with ourselves about this perfection thing. And in fact, I was reading, just happened to, right before the show, read um, a newsletter from Cheryl Richardson, who wrote the book Extreme Self-Care, which is where I got the idea about um, saying no to people and just setting limits. And um, I realized that I needed extreme self-care. So she has um, a newsletter, and she was talking about how she had lost something that she really was interested in finding. It wasn't like a necessity for her life. It was a bowl that she kept with different memories that she had written down on pieces of paper, and she had misplaced it. And she became really frustrated that she had no idea where she put it. Um, She had moved it out of the way because of a construction project, and now she couldn't find it. Um, But then she let it go. She just let it go. And eventually she found it by accident while she was looking for something else. And she laughed about it when she found it because she realized in the past she would have turned it into a really big issue that she lost this item that she was looking for. But now she has gotten to the point where, as she called it, she softened. There's a softening, she said, where she has thought about her priorities. And how important was that bowl? It would be nice to find, but how important is it? How important is it that we write a perfect paragraph when we're writing a blog or um, writing a book? How important is it that everything that we do is perfect? Not very important. Usually it's not very important. Perfection is really important in a situation of life and death. We want, we want our pilots to be perfect. We want our doctors to be perfect. We want surgeons to be perfect. When they're performing those particular acts of surgery or, that, you know, some sort of treat, medical treatment or flying a plane, um, we, but most situations in life are not life or death. And if we can soften, as she says, around it and realize our priorities, um, you know, then we we won't be so hard on ourselves. Um, you know, just like I mentioned before, if we notice that we're not doing what we said we were going to do to help ourselves, that we're not setting the limits that we promise ourselves we would set, it doesn't help to give ourselves a hard time about it. 
Um, don't expect perfection on any of this. Don't expect perfection about sticking to your diet or your exercise program. Be soft about it with yourself. Um, you want to get back to it. It's something that you really want to do, but it does you do you have to be perfect? No. Just catch yourself when you're when you're not sticking to it and gently bring yourself back on track. That's just like mindfulness meditation. When you're when you practice mindfulness meditation, you notice your thoughts. You don't try to clear your mind because that's just not possible. You just notice your thoughts and then gently bring yourself back to focusing on your breathing or focusing on a word or focusing on a mantra, whatever it is that is your focus of the mindfulness. But your mind is going to veer off again. And again, you bring yourself back gently without berating yourself. Because once you start berating yourself, then you've really gone down that rabbit hole And the other thing about perfection is that very often we expect perfection um, along our path from other people and from the world. That if we have an idea about how we want something to be as we follow our dreams, then if it doesn't look the way that we imagined it, we, we are very we can be very hard on ourselves or be angry with the world and just give up. But the reality is that most things are not going to be the way that we picture them. And sometimes they're better. Sometimes they're not not exactly as good, but they're still great. So we have to be flexible. Um, if you want to stay on the path towards following your passion, flexibility around the twists and turns is really important. When you're rigid, then you can't make the turns as easily, and you're likely to fall off the path. So I'm just going to, um, you know, I, I did a little search for what would Jack Cornfield say about self-compassion, because Jack Cornfield, who I have spoken about before on this program and I've quoted in my book, he's a Buddhist psychologist, and he often has something really great to say about issues like this. So I figured he'd have a blog written about self-compassion, and of course he did. And he quoted the Buddha who said, hold yourself as a, as a mother holds her beloved child. How many of us can do that? When was the last time that you did that, that you held yourself the same as a mother holds her beloved child. If we can do that with ourselves, then we're really on a path towards joy and passion. And, um, and he talks about the same thing that I mentioned. He said, we're so quick to judge one another, and just as we are hard on others, we're even harder on ourselves. And he suggests mindfulness, that with mindfulness, our natural compassion grows. So um, 
when we witness our own pain and the pain of others and we're mindful of that, we can actually be more compassionate of it. We give our tears room to flow. We give ourselves room to have whatever pain we're feeling. We're going to be more compassionate. We're going to be more like a mother holding her child. The other, another um, portion of his blog um, in that he writes, but it is necessary to learn that you are worthy of being loved. It's necessary to learn that you are worthy of being loved. Put, Buddha put it quite simply. You can search the whole tenfold universe and not find a single being more worthy of love and compassion than the one seated here, yourself. And as he says, if you face loss, frustration, hurt, and conflict, invite a sense of your own dignity. Sit up, stand tall, have respect for yourself and patience and compassion. And with these, you can handle anything. You can handle all the bumps in the road if you're just compassionate with yourself. All right. So on that note, we're going to play the, some of the music of our next guest um, who will be joining us in just a few moments, Paula Atherton, the jazz saxophonist who will be joining us to talk about her latest releases. So, so Art, can we play one of her songs? Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com.
All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And that was the music of the great jazz saxophone player, Paula Atherton, who is going to be calling in a few minutes and to tell us about her new releases. So, hmm. Um, While we're waiting for her to call, uh, let me talk a little bit more about a technique for um, stopping ourselves from berating ourselves. And there's a technique. um, I wrote about it in my book that was discovered by Dr. Cross and his associates at University of Michigan and published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And if Paula calls in while we're talking about this, then I will stop and I'll finish it next week. And um, what Dr. Cross and his associates discovered was that referring to ourselves by our own name and our own inner talk rather than by first person, I or me, increases the distance from our thoughts and subsequently our ability to change them. So sounds kind of strange. But more specifically, what he found was that when people referred to them by name, when they talked to themselves, they tended to be more supportive of themselves and give themselves more helpful advice and similar in the way that they would a close friend. So, for example, um, I might say, you know, when I'm talking to myself about a mistake that I made, I might say, Mara, that sentence didn't sound very good. Is there anything you can do to make it sound better? While if I said it in the first person, like, wow, I really really didn't write that very well, I might actually start saying things like, I did a bad job. Why am I even doing this? But when we talk to ourselves, and it's awkward at first to talk to ourselves by our own name, Um, And it sounds a little, we might think we're a little crazy doing that, but the truth is that it actually has the effect where we talk to ourselves in the way that we would talk to a friend. We wouldn't tell our friend um, if we're a good friend, wow, that sounds terrible. Why would you write that? Um, We're more likely to say, how can we make it better? That didn't sound right. So that's something, a technique to try to help yourself with self-talk and not berating yourself and being so hard on yourself. And we're going to take another break, and maybe Art can play a little more music from Paula Atherton while we are waiting to interview her. So, Art, can you play a little bit?
All right, and we're back. And if you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your Golden Ears right here on Blog Talk Radio and on drmaracarpell.com. And uh, we were just listening to the new release by the great jazz saxophone player, Paula Atherton. Now, I know that Paula's been on tour um, with her new release um, record. And so, you know, I don't know right now if she's just not able to get to the phone to call in but I'll just we'll just give it a couple more minutes and if she doesn't join us tonight then we'll have her on um, very soon to tell us about her music meanwhile I'll just fill you in again I just want to give you a reminder about South by Southwest Um, we're going to have a whole lineup of musicians on Friday and Saturday night at on March 20th and March 21st at the backstage, which is the in the back of the El Mercado um, restaurant, Mexican restaurant on South 1st Street. And it's a great soundstage. It's a really great musical venue. And it's Accomplice Entertainment Presents. Art Mendoza is the producer of this show, and he's the producer of Accomplice Entertainment, and he will be presenting several musicians. And both Friday night and Saturday night, we're starting off the show with videotaping, and my show will be Friday night at 6 p.m., where I'll be doing this show from the stage. And again, if you're interested in being part of the studio audience, then please come down. The admission is free for my show. And um, and the first 100 people get a free book of The Passionate Life, um, my recent book. So come on down, arrive by 5.30, and be a part of the show. And then we have great musicians after this. Tomas Ramirez will be on right after me. He'll also be on my show at the very end, um, the last several minutes of the show we'll be talking with him and then he'll be doing his show afterwards and then we have a whole lineup of really top musicians who have been on this show by the way and then Saturday March 21st Art will be starting off the evening with his show his one man show of his life in music and then a lineup of several wonderful musicians after him. And again, to find out more information about the lineup, it will be in the um, Austin Chronicle starting um, Thursday. Um, and and I will be posting it on my fa- on my website, drmaricarpel.com, and on my Facebook page so you can get the whole lineup. And of course, you know, we have several shows between now and then, and I will be letting you know right here um, when I have that full lineup right in front of me, who will be on, okay? So let me let you know what's coming up next week. Um, Next Sunday, February 16th, we'll be back with another show live from Austin, Texas, and we'll be joined by Jonathan McCoy, speaker, advocate for transparency in senior care, and founder and president of Family Care Space to talk about his platform to help families and care facilities in the care of loved ones and letting, um, when someone's in a care facility, letting them know what's going on with their family member. 
Also, I've been following the Instagram account of Raising Cultures, which is a site about a blended family um, who their family was blended through transracial, interracial, multiracial adoption, as they call it. And they're trying to share their story with the world so that others can feel inspired and encouraged to break down color barriers, stereotypes, prejudices, and racism with love. And the mom of this beautiful family, Kia, will join us next week to discuss compassion. And I'll also have some more tips from along the journey of living the passionate life and more. We usually have more. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show and learn about upcoming shows, listen to previous programs, read my blogs, go to my website, drmaricarpel.com. And also follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. And you can listen to this show in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash Your Golden Years. And you can also listen on Apple Podcasts. And the link to that will be on my website post about this show. And I'm also told, as I said, that you can search on Apple Podcasts and find the program that way. And this show was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guest, Lauren Tarrant, and thank you, Paula Atherton, for letting us play your new release, and I hope to hear from you soon so we can have you back on the program to talk about it. And, of course, thank you to Art, and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Mm-hmm.